the fire. Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. Hello, hello, I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. And this, and this is, is through... Oh, see, there you go again. This is through the fire. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to steal my line. I'm just being the love of her life. Oh, always. You know, for 36 years, baby. I know. Wow. I know. I know. Was it through the fire for you? <laughs> <laughs> How do you think I came up with a name? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, our relationship is pretty hot. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay, Ouch. seriously? I just got singed, and, and believe me, I'm going to get singed when we get home. Yes, yes, you will. If, so let's get to what our subject is today. No, I mean, right. what the heck is going on with education? I mean, it's a mess yeah. out there. It is. It really is, and I wish it wasn't, honestly. Yeah, I mean, we have the COVID lockdowns, mm-hmm. uh, forced online learning, uh, the gender fluidity experiments with the bathrooms at school, uh, mm-hmm. whether boys can play girls' sports, girls can play boys' sports. I mean, it's crazy. Well, and, you, you know, it's punitive out there, too. I mean, if people start even responding to this or struggling with this stuff, I'm, I mean, it, the action is quick and swift. Yeah, it really to put is. put you I mean, back in your place. I mean, there, there are several articles that have come out recently. But, I mean, there, in regards to what you just said, I mean, there's that one article about the Pennsylvania teacher who's lost her job because she actually posted something on her own private Facebook page that said, uh, this is a potato. If this potato was running against Joe Biden, I would vote for the potato, (laughs) which I think is funny. Yeah, we're not trying to be political here. We're just saying, you know, that's funny. It's funny. It's her opinion. And people said similar things about Donald Trump, but this person suffered for that, right? Right. And this is, I think for me, this is the, I mean, it's funny. It was humorous. I'm not leaning one way or the other. I mean, but it's funny. Lots of people say, I mean, if this was, this is a carrot. If the carrot was running against Trump, I'd vote for the carrot, right? right? Because well, they, they've said worse. Than right. That. So there's a lot of worse, but that's they don't get in trouble for it. Right. So while others are, you know, openly speaking about their favorite candidate or 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 their their political, you know, beliefs, um, this teacher is fighting uh, back now, mm-hmm. uh, suing the school district for violating her First Amendment good, rights. Good for her. Yeah. And I'm really glad for this. So for, in this instance, I'm glad she's fighting back because our First Amendment rights are very, very important. I mean, it protects, the First Amendment protects our five freedoms it, it, of uh, speech, mm-hmm. religion, mm-hmm. press, assembly, and the right to petition the government. And so together, these five guaranteed freedoms make you know, the people of the United States of America, the, the freest in the world. Right. And, you know, they're usurping her right to have her own opinion on her own Facebook page. Well, see, and that's what got me. Uh, and, and our schools are supposed to be places where there's free exercise of ideas and, you know, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be able to critically think. And when I start listening to some of the arguments that are going on, out there, there's not a lot of critical thinking. There's a, a lot of pressure to either acquiesce to this worldview or not. And, you know, to me, what you just said is to limit the government, folks. It's mm-hmm. because, you know, having someone who limit can Limit the in, government or limit the... Limit the government's role in your life. Right, and, right, right, what she's doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when she's, mm-hmm. when she's actually punished mm-hmm. for speaking out on her private Facebook page... Mm-hmm. Everyone should be, you know, everyone should worry about that. So it is crazy out there. And if you're a person who says, well, she should not have been political on her Facebook page, you really aren't seeing the way things are out there. You know, like you were just saying, some moral and political views are punished 
and I hate to tell you this, but they're mostly conservative values and conservative virtues, where others are lionized. Mm -hmm. You know, even if they offend the sensibilities, uh, you know, you hear this, turn off the TV, or, you know, that just hold, keep to yourselves. I remember when the teachers let a walkout to protest global warming. Now, if that isn't political, I don't know what is. And they literally took their students out of school, and Mm -hmm. I thought, uh, keep the politics out of the classroom. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, right. Well, speaking of keeping politics out of classroom, you know, there was another article about uh, the San Diego Unified School District offering professional development for teachers to undergo white privilege training. Right. And, and in this training, they had to accept that they hold unconscious biases that perpetuate racial substructures and superstructures. And the goal of the training was to get the faculty members to experience anger, guilt, apathy, and closed-mindedness. Mm-hmm. And these faculty nem- members needed to acknowledge that they are... You know, uh, living on land that was stolen from Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And the white teachers are told that they are racist and uphold racist ideas, structures, and policies and must commit to becoming anti-racist. And, you know, the whole point of public education, right, is that mm-hmm. we should have, uh, everyone should have access to good quality education. But that idea, I mean, it becomes toxic and abusive, really, in my opinion, when the ultimate responsibility and the authority of educating um, is taken out of the hands of the parents and put into the control in the hands of educational unions and administrators who control virtually everything our kids hear, say, and do. And so right now, I mean, we're seeing politics played all over the place. Like even that teacher, she didn't, you know, the original teacher, she wasn't saying this in the classroom to the kids. She said it on her fa- Facebook page. But we see that this is actually happening with its propaganda. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and you can't critically even respond to the racist training that supposedly is going to eradicate racism. Right. You, you, you can't even say anything about that. No. And, and that's exactly what we're talking about here. Let, let's, let's put the ideas on the table. Um, let's, let's see what, what exactly we're talking about. You know, when I hear that if you're pro-family, that's white racist theology, I'm like, no, pro-family is something that, that's bigger than any race or any ethnicity. You know, so again, I want to know what we're talking about because I agree there's a lot of confusion out there. And but I want to say this too. Look, we're not picking on the teachers here. No, no, no. Uh, because I know a lot of good teachers, and especially in public schools, are trying to teach the way I, they want to. I mean, I, to. I went to public schools my whole life. Yeah. I had some really great ones. But one of the things here that I really want to say that's really important is, you know, I listen there. What I, what I have a, a beef with with this this particular program here with a training uh, that that took place in San Diego and a lot of other ones is that they're they're teaching that only white people are racist right. and that nobody else that has any more pigmentation to their skin mm-hmm. can be racist. Right. And it's not true. And so there's shame involved. You're, you're, you're men, uh, the whole goal is to make you feel ashamed if you don't go to these trainings. And the whole goal of the training is to make you feel ashamed. Well, then I, these teachers... Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, that's a whole other program we could talk about this well, because... Really. I want to kind of talk about it in this one. Oh, okay, well, finish what you were saying then. <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, no, what I'm, you I'm say, just I'll, saying... I'll jump well, in, in a minute. Yeah, because, but it's a, instead of... It's not to eradicate. <laughs> it's, to, it's to empower one group over another group. It's, it's, a, power, right. it's a power play. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going to talk about it as a power play, I'm okay. But if you're going to talk about it as sin and forgiveness and mercy and let's get past it, well, that's a whole different discussion. Mm-hmm. And this is about power. Mm-hmm. This is about who's in power and who gets to do what's going on. You know, and I see the, the problem is, is that you're just seeing that one political agenda or one moralistic or pietistic agenda is, is being lionized. One is being punished. And I even saw this, you know, Tulsi Gabbard, just to say that, you know, this isn't just on one side of the aisle. Tulsi Gabbard had legislation that was going to be protecting girls sports. Mm-hmm. And 
And she's, they're going after her, too. And she's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's basically saying, look, girls need to have their own sports and boys need to have their own sports. Yeah. That way they can both be the best that, they're, that they're, they right. can be. It's important. Well, and coaches are being forced to watch transgender boys, which are also known as girls, getting dressed in front of them. A teacher was I'm fired confused. for that, you know, when you think about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and a coach in Georgia was fired for praying at the 50-yard line long after the game was over. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that's going on out there. You know, that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, you know, and and that I think for me the the okay. So here was another article, and I don't know. I mean, just when you were talking about that, another article was talking about a Pennsylvania uh, school principal who was fired mm-hmm. uh, because again of his uh, what he posted on social media. Now I will say I there's I I'm, I'm I agree with some of the things that are that happened. Because instead of just posting it to his Facebook page, he also tagged the school that he was associated with, and he should okay. not have done that. So he was out of line for doing that. Yeah. But uh, again, he was called into, uh, you know, he's, he was uh, dismissed because he he wrote uh, that Black Lives Matter is a leftist lie. Now, if that's his personal opinion. If he was bringing that into the classroom, that's one thing. But on his Facebook page, I, it shouldn't matter. But here's what the, the school well, district said was their reason for doing it is that they believe each student should feel accepted. And I'm quoting them. Mm-hmm. Regardless of their skin color, ethnicity, religion, gender, sexual identity, economic status, or any other reason. What does that have to do with what he said? Because he said that BLM is a leftist lie. That has nothing to do with kids yeah, feeling welcomed in, in school. And let's deal with actually what BLM actually teaches, which is what we never seem to talk about. And if you reversed that, right. would, if you reversed that and the school actually put BLM posters all over the school, would they say the same thing to anybody who disagreed with that, any child right. who felt uncomfortable? Right. See, that's my point. Leave BLM outside, too. I'm okay. Yeah, if you're leave gonna, it out. But they're you, writing curriculum today. Oh, absolutely. They're, you know, they're, and so, again, you're, you're being told. And I guess that's where I'm – the issue for me right now is even, it's even worse when parents have no say – about what their children are learning, how they're even being shamed in the classroom, uh, where they can go to get a good education. That's what's the big issue for me. So, you know, I, th- I think, you know, when we talk about this issue today, we can talk, there's endless articles about where we could go with this, but I want right. to go to where we're talking about a parent's responsibility to educate their kids and that the schools don't have the right to usurp that. Right. You know? Right. And, and, and what you, you were saying a minute ago, uh, you know, it's it's yes, facts and figures is real are important. They are absolutely important. But it's more about that uh, than just about facts and figures. It's also you know the kids being well-rounded uh, citizens, right, and individuals. So learning virtue, discipline, responsibility. Those lessons start and end in the home, and right. parents' uh, authority are being usurped by that. That's why you know it's really important that pa- and to understand how vital the role of parents uh, play. Um, you know, in the moral development and uh, the virtuistic development and the values that the kids are going to possess. And so we're being usurped right now. And that's what I'm saying. This, this, yes, facts and figures. I wish actually education was just facts, figures, and, and you know, what do they say? Reading, writing, and arithmetic. I really wish it was that. And then we did the moral well, instruction in the home, but it's being propagandized. People are bringing all kinds of different worldviews into our children's classroom. And, 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 they're, they're, and they're not paying attention to facts and figures either. Right. Right, at all. In fact, yeah. our kids are coming out, they don't know hardly anything about yeah. it. And they 
sure can't critically think about things. And that's important. Exactly. And so what we're saying is, wait a minute, wait a minute, why do you get a chance to impose your worldview Mm -hmm. on my children? Because Mm -hmm. my children can deal with facts, figures, they can do all the same things with with this healthy view that I think is a moral healthy view of their life. Mm -hmm. Why do you get to impose your particular moral strategy on my kids? You don't because I'm the parent. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we're at. You know, and the Bible says it very clearly. It says, raise up a child. You know, the Proverbs says, raise up a child in the way they should go, and they won't depart from it when they get old. Well, that responsibility is mm-hmm. laid on the parents. Now, I know people That's are right. saying, well, what about bad families? Okay, I yeah. get that. We're not talk- we're talking about... And there are. Those, those exist. We're talking about the rule. And generally speaking, a healthy family, there's no way a school uh, can replace that. Mm-hmm. And it never was supposed to. Schools right. are supposed to reflect those values into our children. And if they don't, then I think I have the right to... to educate my children another way, you know? Mm -hmm. So again, you know, when we start talking about this, I think we get to the second part of the program today. I want to talk about how we need to start to, as parents, start to say, wait a minute, this education process, it's my responsibility. Mm -hmm. And, 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 I have, a, I have a role to play in raising my children so that they can be healthy, well-adjusted adults uh, when, they, when they go through this system mm-hmm. one way or the other. Mm-hmm. You know, if parents are kind of uh, want to discuss this further, understand the different challenges that your child is going through morally, uh, socially, developmentally, and you want to just understand how you can maybe address that to or help them navigate through the challenges of life, give us a call at Candescent Counseling. We're here to help you. We address the mind, body, and spirit with, you know, if you're a Christian, we will use that to address the needs of your child and your own needs as well. So give us a call at 714 714- 381-2266. That's 714-381-2266. Or look us up on our website. You can contact us through that as well. And that is cccc-usa.com. That's cccc-usa.com. So let's continue on now with yeah, our discussion here on what the heck is going on well, in education. You just said something even when you were talking about uh, candescent. You were talking about mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. And Let's go even further. We're just talking about ideologies and politics, you know, keeping that out of the classroom. What we're not even talking about is the fact that there is no discussion about the spiritual dimension of your children in the classroom at all today. Right. I mean, in fact, that's pushed out to such a degree where they say that they can develop this secular education and your kids are going to grow up just fine. I don't think so because the Bible is very clear. The, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, not the end of wisdom, mm-hmm. the beginning. So if you have this sense that you're not even created by God, that you're just this uh, matter moving in time for no for no mm-hmm. purpose, no nothing, y- you can't even begin to understand what true education is. So I'm going to mm-hmm. say, th- I'm going to go further. You can't have a good education mm-hmm. without honoring God and without honoring the moral teachings of the scriptures. So, you know, I, as I said before, I want my kids to be wise, not just full of facts. Mm-hmm. And I sure don't want them to be propagandized uh, without the fear of the Lord, you know, right. without, a, without a, a context to deal with all these kinds of things. Right. And so when we talk about wisdom, you know, that biblical wisdom, it puts, you know, fathers and mothers at the helm of raising their children. Mm-hmm. You know, God says, honor thy father and thy mother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a healthy notion of parental authority. 
uh, that is needed for kids to grow and to learn. I mean, they're the most important people uh, in the, the, the lives of the children. I'm not saying, again, that there aren't bad ones, but you don't take the exceptions and make that the general, exactly. you know, generalize well, it, right? people tend to do that today, though, it seems uh, Absolutely. Like. And we mm-hmm. need to learn how to critically think. Mm-hmm. So that ability, though, is being usurped by the schools today. Parents are not allowed to see all the curriculum, the content that is being delivered, or the goals and objectives of those courses and sessions or whatever the heck they're calling them. Um, there's shame, guilt, and a hate of your country being uh, uh, taught. Uh, there's a, a t- um, the desires for you to hate white-skinned people, uh, see wealth as evil, power is bad, younger generations is more intelligent than older generations, <laughs> despise traditional families and redefine what a family consists of. I could go on and on, but here's the thing. Right now what's really happening, and I have not heard anybody talking about, and this is really frustrating me, with all of this curriculum, all of this is being dispensed, is shame. Shaming your kids, making them feel guilty. And shame is tra- tra- uh, very traumatic. Yeah. And it's associated with depression. Hello, everybody. Why do you think we're seeing so many suicidal uh, threats right now happening with our kids? Absolutely. We're shaming them to death for things that they're not even, they're not even responsible for. You know, people, you just, you, you just, look, I'm a Lutheran pastor. Okay, and are that you? Goes, yes, I did. I did not know that oh, all get these out of years. Here. Now, don't don't do that. <laughs> don't say that. And it goes back to this thing called the Reformation. And I just want to let you all know that what the big issue was is that they they had a system of shame. That's right. In place where mm-hmm. people literally gave up their money. Mm-hmm. I always tell people today. Well, they gave up their money, their time, whatever it could to get you know to to be over to get over the shaming that was happening mm-hmm. in all parts of their lives. Mm-hmm. The church was shaming them. The politics of of the day was shaming. They're worthless. And Luther came and said, um, well, this Jesus died on the cross for you, and he paid the price for you. And so repentance was turning to Christ and saying, I know what I am. I'm a sinner. But what are you going to do with that? And he says, I actually paid the price for you. You are forgiven. It was a declaration, a proclamation that you were free in Christ Mm -hmm. to now live in Christ for others. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, not just do whatever you want. But you value. Yeah, and it changed the whole dynamic. It it, it actually is like sunshine coming through the clouds, you know. Well, now we're, our whole system now, our whole secular system is a shame system. And And shame is so, it's so difficult. It is. No, but it's very, very, it's one of the, most difficult things to to help a person through psychologically. Well, and it's deadly. Remember what we always talked about? There's there's a healthy shame and, a, and an unhealthy shame. The yeah. healthy shame that drives you to the cross so you can hear what God did with your sin and your shame, that's healthy. Unhealthy is where it drives you into yourself or it drives Correct. you against shame one another. Shame in and of itself is not always a bad thing, but it, right. it, whatever it leads to, right? Exactly. There's appropriate being, appropriately being ashamed. And you can always tell the unhealthy shame by what the solutions are. If the solution is uh, pay this politician his due <laughs> <laughs> or give to this person, or actually just sit here and be grovel. Let us or start you know, hating yourself, just or, or hate you yourself. Don't look yeah, a exactly, way. exactly. So uh, that's why I love the family because the one thing about a family is you know your mom and dad say you're my son, you're my daughter. I, you know I, I've got a I've I've got a stake in where this this discussion is going as a healthy, and so you know the, the breakdown of the family is where I'd love to start with kind of dealing with this. You know, mm-hmm. let's get back to families who are saying you know what we're going to learn how to deal with each other, speak truth to each other, call each other to repentance, take responsibility, but we're going to do it as people who love and care for one another 
and want what's best for one another. And churches, we got to start defending the family. We got to start defending what the purpose of the family. It's not just a place, you know, to to gather for dinner. I mean, it, it, you're actually learning how to be human beings in this family, learning how to share the things that God wants for you. And so, for children, I think uh, families are that foundation for learning, confidence to grow, discipline, mm-hmm. try new things without going over the edge. And it's terrible when you start to realize that the schools are actually working against this today. So, so again, I guess what what can we do? You know, yeah, what, can uh, do? what can we do? Um, even in an aggressively destructive culture with morals, virtues, and values, um, that are things that that we're a lot of times we need to stand against. What can we do? Uh, Marie, to instill these. What do you mean things that we can stand against? Well, I mean, when I say the morals, virtues, you mean and values. mean they're being redefined? Yeah, they're being redefined, and we, okay. we need to learn how to push against that. But yeah. even if even if the water in which we swim is this destructive water, uh-huh. what can polluted. we do? Yeah, yeah so one of the things, do? and it is kind of polluted right now because mm-hmm. they're redefining. I mean, we might be think, using the same terminology, but our kids have it defined differently in their heads, right? Right. So we have to have these conversations with them, and we need to teach our children to Think critically. Don't just willingly accept everything. Because here's the thing. Sometimes children, because especially the ones that do not have good parents at home, they go to school and they attach to those teachers and the educators like they would a, a parent. Yeah, they're, they're an authority and so, figure. You yeah. know, when we talk about shame especially, you know, it's one thing if, if, if you feel shamed um, by by your environment, or but if you have the person that is shaming you, they're <laughs> they're a person that you actually respect or have an attachment to mm-hmm. as a caregiver. Mm-hmm. That is something that is grain. It's going to go right down deep, and you blame yourself for everything, and you see yourself as worthless. So teaching your kids to not willingly accept everything that they hear in school, because not everything that they hear in school is true. And so, you know, we need to do that. And then, you know. Well, and I think we can fight back on the the punitive nature of so many educational structures today. I mean, you know, we do it. I hate to say this. uh, We do need to get politically involved here. We've got to start pushing back. We do. We need to fight for choice, school choice. Well, when it's all said and done, that's that's the one solution I think we can do because I don't think the unions are going to give up their power. I think what they would love to do, and I think I even saw this in some of the legislation. In fact, folks, you know, we talked about this before the the election. We said this is on the ballot. Um, Education on the ballot, educational freedom, educational choice, and the one that got voted in uh, is not about that. They're mm-hmm. already talking about shutting charter schools down. Yes. They're talking about going after homeschoolers. They're all th- there's legislation that's going to make it harder and harder and private schools and too. harder for you to 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 actually have the freedom to raise your children. So yes. I, I just think you know when you start listening to this stuff, when we hear things like school choice and that, what we're saying is parents. It's your responsibility. That's right. And when you take that responsibility and you participate in the education of your kids, great things can happen for you, your family, and and your children. And so we're going to have to get involved in this kind of stuff. And and not just support the schools, everything that they're teaching, but know what they're teaching. Well, isn't that what was one of the issues with having online learning? The teachers didn't like it because now the parents could actually hear what was being said to their children. There's all kinds of issues. That's another another topic. That's another program. Yeah. But seriously, the country of tomorrow is being taught in the classrooms of today, people. So we need to understand that there are people who would love to tear our children away from what is biblically right, 
wholesome, mm-hmm. virtuous, and instill in them some radical view of what it means to be a, a, a human being today. Right. And we cannot let that happen. The consequences are way too great. And our, our kids are too precious. They and, are. and again, the moral choices that they're going to make that have enduring aspect in their life, you as parents, you're going to be the ones that live with that, not the teachers, That's not right. the educators, not those administrators. And so again, we need to be part of that educational process for our kids. But we do appreciate teachers. We do. My, my oh, yeah. mother, grandmother... <laughs> Or teachers, God bless them, love them. Yeah, public school teachers. They're important. Yeah. And sometimes they don't have a lot of say so. Well, they don't. And mm-hmm. we'd like to even give them some power, too. I That's think, right. I think choice actually honors good teachers. Oh, absolutely it does. Mm-hmm. It supports them. That's a good point there. That's a very good point. So remember, everyone, that there are two kinds of fires in the world. The one that burns and consumes. And the one that burns and empowers. So may God's word and God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire. Till next time, little embers, I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. See See you you soon. soon. Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media. Familyvisionmedia.org.